The Tao of Self-Confidence, Episode 448 Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. Visit our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. I'm your host today, Sheena Yapchan, and today I have a phenomenal lady on the show today. She is the blogger and photographer behind Aesthetic Distance, and I'm just really excited to have her on and share her story with us today. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Eliza Romero. Eliza, how are you today? Maybe you can fill in a little bit more about yourself to our listeners. Sure. Hello, Sheena, and hello, everybody. I am the style blogger and fashion photographer and pop culture critic behind the blog Aesthetic Distance. I publish my outfit photos every week within a personal blog post. Usually those blog posts are about my feelings about race, especially when it comes to Asian American issues, fashion, gender, politics, anything really. As far as my photography, I also shoot fashion editorials for my blog using my own personal style aesthetic. And I always try to book male and female models of color. These editorials are usually submitted for publication in a fashion magazine. Part of my mission, the mission of my brand, is to get people of color, especially Asians, better representation in the media. And that's just me doing my own little part with my blog. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And Eliza, what's your cultural background? I am Filipino-American. Both of my parents are from the Philippines, and they arrived here in America in the late 1970s. My dad was born in Mindanao, but raised in Manila, and my mom was born and raised in Manila. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And what would be your favorite self-confidence quote? I don't know if this counts as a self-confidence quote, but I know that it did make me want to try and do my own part in making sure that Asians got more positive media representation. And that is, beauty is a social construct amplified by race. I don't even know who said it. I'm not even sure if that's the original quote, but it really meant something to me when I read it. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And I think that's a great quote, you know, especially um, as women, especially women of Asian descent, sometimes we're so ashamed of who we are culturally. We have to realize like it's a part of who we are and it's what makes us beautiful, right? The more we celebrate it, the more we can go out there and be proud of who we are and ourselves in the process. So I really love that you mentioned that quote. And in your own words, how do you define self-confidence? I think that my own definition of self-confidence is supporting other women and taking more risks. For example, I get I get lots of DMs and emails from my followers every week, and I love hearing their stories about how they decided to take a vacation by themselves or to start their own business or start blogging or even just something simple like getting an apartment by themselves instead of you know, moving in with their boyfriend or moving in with their roommates. Thanks for sharing that great definition. And Eliza, what was your life like before your discovery of self-confidence? I grew up in the suburbs of Baltimore, Maryland. It is not very diverse at all. It's pretty much predominantly white. My classmates and my friends growing up were all white. I went to private school from kindergarten until 12th grade. And so I would say 90% of my classmates were non-Asians and mostly white. I remember my favorite childhood celebrities being Jennifer Aniston and Angelina Jolie. And I think that had a lot of 
I think it had a major impact on how I saw myself growing up. You know, I think that I think that all Asian Americans who grow up that way, I think that we all kind of see ourselves as fully assimilated, but not realizing until you have your aha moment, like, oh my goodness, I'm I'm not white like my friends, you know? Like I can't spend a lot of my time idolizing white celebrities or listening to the beauty advice of white models or even buying products that, you know, that work and are advertised only on white models and never seeing it on an Asian person, which is why I think that social media is just so great. It's really democratized beauty and fashion. Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, yes, sometimes when, you know, when we move to like the Philippines or the, to the States or Canada, and sometimes we forget that we're Asian, right? Like, especially when we start talking and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> I'm Asian, I forget, right? And sometimes we try to, like you m- mentioned, right, assimilate to that lifestyle, especially from the Philippines, right? They do what they can to, to look American, be imper- American, but realizing like... Oh, they definitely do. They There's always that. I mean, we've all grown up hearing from our parents, like, don't go out in the sun too much. You're going to get too dark, you know, or they make fun of your nose or something. Yeah. And sometimes we have to realize like, that's who we are and that's what makes us beautiful and not care what everyone else thinks. But what was that point in your life when you realized, you know, who you really were and what you represent? Like, what was that aha moment? My whole life was a lot of experimentation. I've experimented with my looks. I've had all kinds of different hair colors, my clothing, career, where I've lived. I've hopped around from D.C. to New York to Austin, Texas, and back to Baltimore. It wasn't, that experimentation wasn't always exciting, though. I mean, there were times in my past where I found myself conforming to what I thought was expected of me. After college, I got a job with a defense contracting firm in D.C., and I started dressing really conservatively and I even tried to get one of my tattoos removed and it wasn't me and I wasn't I wasn't happy and I think that what made me even more unhappy is that so many of my friends and family applauded what I was doing so that's when I decided to quit my job and I moved to Austin Texas I think to do a little bit of soul searching I wanted to be away from everyone I knew. And I just wanted to be myself on my own terms. Somewhere along the way, I read that quote that I mentioned earlier, beauty is a social construct amplified by pop culture. And that it really inspired and moved me. That was my aha moment. You know, I think that so much of what we think and do is controlled by what we look at in the movies that we watch, who our favorite celebrities are, who we see, who and what we see on television, who's popular at the moment, what kind of clothing is in style, the political climate. So after that aha moment, when I heard that quote, I didn't just suddenly pick up and start blogging and taking pictures. I went to grad school. I got my master's of fine art in photography and digital video. I was a stay-at-home mom for a while. It was a years-long process of really finding myself and getting comfortable with who I was. I think I'm still evolving. I didn't start my blog until I felt really comfortable in my own skin and my mission. And now everything I do, every decision I make fits into my mission and worldview. Thanks for sharing that. And I love how you mentioned that, you know, you didn't start, you know, your blog until you knew it felt right. 
you knew it was in alignment of you and what you represent and who you are. And I think sometimes we forget that, right? Sometimes we feel like, why isn't this coming right now, right? We, But not realizing like sometimes you just need to work on yourself a little bit and figure out what is it that you want to represent or what is it that you want to give back to the world or who you really are in the process. Because like you mentioned, you know, like the media is so, you know, heavily influenced on looks and the outs, you know, what the external looks like, not realizing like we can just go out there and be our true selves and, you know, you know, do what we want to do, what makes us happy, what makes us feel good, how we can help others. And, you know, the right people will come to us. And sometimes it's not as easy as it looks, right? It, we're going to have days where we feel like quitting. We're going to have days where we don't, we're not going to, we don't want to do anything, but you know, this journey makes it so worth it. You know, like you, you're doing what you love, what you represent, what your mission's all about. And, you know, to the woman who's listening to your episode, you know, they be, they may be going through a similar journey. What would be that self-confidence tip you would give to them? I think too often women are so concerned with, with risk. They overestimate the risk and they underestimate the reward. So if you want to take I'm going to use my followers as an example. If you want to take a solo vacation to Southeast Asia or South America, you should just go ahead. Don't wait for a group of friends to hop on board with you. It's so hard. It's so hard to wait on other people. Just do it yourself when you make that decision. Or if you want to start your own business, you should just go ahead. You have to do things on your own. And I think it's important to be alone for a while. I think many, many times women are afraid of what people will think of them. I know that I was for a long time. So I think that women should do the exact thing that they're afraid of doing. And I actually wrote this down. There's a quote that backs up my advice, and it is, fortune favors the bold, and you'll never know what you're capable of if you don't try. And that was written by Sheryl Sandberg, who wrote Lean In. Thanks for sharing that great tip. And I love how you mentioned sometimes we overestimate the risk and underestimate the rewards. It's so true, you know, especially as women, we overanalyze every single thing that could go wrong, not realizing. I, they, they, we overthink things and then we overthink overthinking things. <laughs> yeah, like we, we could be the greatest analyst in the world. So I think that's a great reminder, like, you know, we should focus on what could go right, what we could, you know, opportunities, opportunities out there for us. So I really love that. So thanks for sharing that. And if our listeners wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and what you do or check out your blog, is there any links or social media profiles we can connect with? Yes, I am very active on my blog and on Instagram. My blog is www.aestheticdistance.com. And on Instagram, I also go by aesthetic distance, just all one word. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And to our listeners, if you want to connect with Eliza, you can also head on over to thetowofselfconfidence.com and search for Eliza's name. Her show notes will pop up along with everything else that we talked about. And I just really want to thank Eliza for taking the time to share her story and tips with us on self-confidence. So thank you so much. Thank you, Sheena. Not a problem. It was really great having you on the show. And to our listeners, be on the lookout for another new episode of Another Amazing Woman's Journey to Self-Confidence. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Tao of Self-Confidence. Get your free audiobook by visiting our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits.